just want to invite you right now. If you need a fresh touch from Jesus, if you feel like you've just been making it, you've just been surviving, might have been a time where you burned with passion for God, might have been a time where all that you cared about was His voice. God's going to respond to you. Might not have done anything wrong. You might just feel like, well, I'm walking this thing out, God, and I I don't quite know what's changed, but it just feels a little dry right now. And I just need you to come and kiss me on the face with your goodness. I need your mercy to come and wash over me like a flood. To be honest, it's all of us. Because you see, His mercy's new every morning. That means every morning you wake up. No matter what happened yesterday, there's fresh goodness waiting for you. (laughs) See, when we come like little kids, it's not about, you know, we can be so self-justified where it's like, well, I'm doing pretty good. You know, a little kid, I've got little kids. It's like my little three-year-old boy. It's like every time there's candy on offer, he doesn't care if he's been good or bad. He just wants more candy. And really, Jesus said, it's like, if you want to come to the kingdom, you've got to come like a little kid. So every time there's a fresh touch, man, I'm that little kid. I, you know what, God? It's been a couple of hours since I felt you. I need you. Just everyone that's standing here, just lift your hands right now. Lift your hand if you can. Just let him touch you right now. He's going to come like a wind. This isn't about a prayer line. This isn't about a preacher or a pastor. This is about the, the King of heaven, your Father, the lover of your soul, responding to you. Touching you with His goodness. Just let Him wash over you right now. Let Him wash over you right now. That's it. His goodness. His love. His acceptance. His mercy. You know, if you're walking around and you're feeling heavy, you know, it's like that one area in your life that you know that you're a little bound in. It's like, you you know, you've been having trouble looking God in the eyes. Just, you're at the altar right now. It's the perfect place to be. Just drop it on the floor. Here you go, God, that thing I've been struggling with, I'm just going to leave this here. Now I'm going to look back up at you, uncondemned, made righteous, justified by the blood of your Son. I'm worthy because of what Jesus did to receive all of your goodness. Just receive right now. Come on, sometimes we have so much problem connecting with God because we actually are so busy being connected with everything that we've done wrong and just you know what just let go of that stuff dump it on the floor right now give it to God just let it go you're a daughter you're a son he's in love with you he's madly passionately in love with who you are we just celebrated Easter last week it matters to God that you're here because you see it cost him everything to have you look him in the face and say thank you for loving me God everything you are worthy to be loved you are worthy to be blessed you're worthy to be his delight just receive that right now let him touch you come on breathe in just that fresh touch from heaven fresh brand new right now filled with goodness filled with fire filled with that oil, filled with that new wine, filled with that river of life. You remember Jesus said to the woman at the well, she was all messed up. She had a whole bunch of issues going on in her life. She'd had five husbands and the dude that she was with, she wasn't even married to. Jesus
looked at her and had compassion and love and he said, if you knew who I was, you'd ask of me and I'd give you a special drink. You see, the drink I can give you is the river of living water that isn't just a taste on your tongue, but it's a filling of your spirit. And when it fills your spirit, it bubbles and and comes up like a brook and a stream and it will never, ever, 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 ever run dry or, dry or, 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 or finish up. God's endless, He's limitless, and His goodness is fresh for you every morning right now. <laughs> Just receive. Let His goodness wash over you right now. <laughs> we love you, Jesus. See, sometimes it's like, well, through all of our brokenness, God, just as I am right now, I might not have it together. I might not have been walking right. I might not, you know, it might be my first time here at this church. Whatever, whatever it looks like, just be comfortable. You're in the presence of God right now and He's in love with you. Just as I am with the best of my ability right now to love you, God, I love you. And I'm thankful for who you are. See, freedom's coming to you right now, just as you admit that. Just as you call that out to God, freedom's coming to you. Things that you've struggled with are just going to start breaking off. Some of you are going to get healed this morning. The Lord was telling me that during worship. We're going to see some awesome healings this morning. (laughs) Jesus said this. He said, healing is the children's bread. (laughs) God, we, we get sometimes get so bent out of shape with things like healing. It's like, you know what? In the kingdom, healing is child's play. It's not the apex of your spirituality. Healing is child's play. That's what Jesus was saying. He wants to heal you. He wants to heal people through you. And this is awesome. (laughs) You get to see a little taste into the nature and the character of God when you watch someone get healed. Because you see all of God's goodness coming and touching our brokenness and wholeness is the result (laughs) that's why the Bible says that his his strength is made perfect in our weakness that's when all of God's goodness comes and touches the weak area the broken area the the diseased area the area where you have sickness the area where you have pain the area where you've got something wrong with you that you can't fix and the doctors don't even know how to describe it let me tell you something all of God's goodness is perfect to come and meet that thing because when it meets that thing wholeness is going to happen what am I doing right now I'm getting your faith ready to receive a miracle (laughs) because that's the only requirement that Jesus had when he worked all the miracles was that he just needed people to believe so many people came and asked him said this is wrong with me that's wrong with me looked at them and said do you believe and the ones that said yes got their miracle so who's ready for a miracle (laughs) who needs healing in their body right now Can I just tell you something? You're about to get healed. That means that the thing that's been bothering you isn't going to bother you anymore. See, the thing is, is that Jesus died not so that you could accept pain, not so that you could get over and deal with sickness. Jesus died so you could go free from every infirmity, every disease. That's right, you're getting set free right now. That's it, it's coming off of you. It's breaking off you right now. Yeah, that's right. So we could go free of every single thing That's not God's best. And God's best is for you to be fully healed and fully free in Jesus' name. What do you need? Jesus. I thank you that you are so full of mercy. You told us that even...
even when we're unfaithful, you stay so faithful and that you're ever present. We just reach up. We reach up right now to touch you, Jesus. We reach up to touch you right now. from you healing in Jesus name head to toe if you're visiting today this is your first time at this church and you're like man this is weird this dude's one of them healing guys yeah I am I'm also one of those salvation guys I'm one of those scripture guys one of those guys that likes to talk about the character and integrity of God. You know what? Jesus didn't come to die so that we could stay sick. Jesus didn't come to die to save you so that you could stay sick. He came to give you life and life abundantly. That means life to the full. That doesn't mean a disadvantaged life. Now, he also said you're going to have troubles in this world. That's fine, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the goodness of God coming and touching us. We need this. And you know what? The world needs to see you having this. That's why one of the main things that Jesus did was He went about doing good and healing all that were sick and oppressed of the enemy. Jesus went about demonstrating heaven by that. He preached. He talked about the Father. He, 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 he ministered and, and taught people who the Father was and what heaven looked like. But He went about healing the sick. And we need to get this. Come on. Not just, it's not just for the guy preaching at the front or the guy holding the microphone. It's for you. You can step out and do this. Healing is the children's bread, remember. That means it's entry level. It's not top tier status. It's entry level. <laughs> be healed in Jesus' name. By the way, when you pray for someone to be healed, we're not begging. There's no need to beg a God who's already given. So let's just scrap that theology for a second right now, okay? There's no need to beg a God who's already given. Jesus gave to you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. He said, whatever you bind on earth is loosed in heavens, which is also talks about whatever you bind in the natural is loosed in the spirit realm. And whatever you loose in the spirit realm is loosed in the natural. So what that means is you now have all power and authority. You don't beg, you now command. Be healed, just like Jesus did. Come on, in Jesus' name, I command everything that has been bothering you to loose your body right now in the name of Jesus. Right now, right now, right now, right now, in Jesus' name. How come we're not reading scriptures yet? Well, go read the Gospels. Most of it's, most of it's healing. <laughs> Big portion of it anyways. So we actually are reading scriptures right now. Just don't realize it healed in Jesus name I command your body to be healed now in Jesus name See, it's not about how it looks everyone's like well Jesus always said it came out and people got healed with the word no that's not entirely true all the time he prayed for the dude that was blind remember and the guy and Jesus was like what can you see and he's like I've got a whole fuzzy vision I see a whole bunch of pillars and it looks like trees Jesus prayed for him a second time it's not about the formula it's about the result we serve a God that answers when we cry to him thank you God thank you Jesus it all goes in Jesus name
In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Look, honestly, sometimes we'll pray for people and they'll be like, like, how are you doing? They're like, well, I'm 10% better. I'm like, that's awesome. Jesus got some healing right now. I don't want to like be bummed because I only got 10%. I want to be thankful because heaven changed things. And in that celebration and that gratitude and that thankfulness, that's where the rest of it gets released. Nine times out of 10, breakthrough will come as people begin to rejoice in the little breakthrough. That's where it comes. So if you ever like, well, I only felt a little shift. It's like, I still, you know, I'm, oh, what was me? Jesus didn't quite give me everything. Listen, if he gave you 10%, he gave you a reason to get the rest by way of gratitude and thankfulness. That's why the Bible says when David was writing, he said, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. You get access by thankfulness. You get increased by being thankful and grateful to the Lord. And when you are faithful with the little that He gives you, He gives you more. He makes you ruler over more. You can apply that to any area, healing, whatever that looks like. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If the enemy's coming and plundered you at different times of your life, I'm telling you that what the enemy has taken, the Bible says that when the thief is caught, he must repay seven times. But here's the thing. You've got to catch the thief got to recognize that this isn't just coincidence. This isn't just life. You've actually got to recognize that God brings good things and the enemy brings bad things. And that if any time our lives suffer loss, that is the enemy being a thief. And so we have to recognize this isn't God making bad things happen to me. God doesn't want sickness to come on me. God doesn't want me to be lonely. God doesn't want me to be bankrupt. God doesn't want me to be poor. God doesn't want me to be all these things. God wants to bless me according to His riches and glory. That's what the Bible says. So when it's the thief, you need to recognize him and you need to call him out. And the Bible says, when the thief is caught, they must repay seven times. So what you do is you start to act as one that declares and you begin to pronounce judgment on him and say, for everything you took from me, you must repay me now seven times. Come on, this is something to get excited about. Because everyone in here has suffered levels of loss. Everyone in here has suffered levels where the enemy has come and it might have attacked your he might have attacked your health, he might have attacked relationships, he might have attacked your finances, he might have attacked your career, he might have attacked your destiny, the thing that God's put on your life. And when you recognize that, you need to actually stand up and say, hang on a minute. I didn't get it for a while. I might not have even got it for a few years. I might have even feel like I lost a season of my life. Here's the good news. God is the redeemer of time. You guys know who Smith Wigglesworth is? Most of you have heard of a guy called Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth didn't actually come into ministry till he was 70 years old. What's your excuse? Because he impacted the whole world. Come on, it's not about, it's not about time. John the Baptist only ministered for three months. Jesus only ministered for three and a half years and yet He changed the world. Stop saying my life's over. These things have been taken from me. These things have been stripped from my life. Now listen, you need to stand up and say, hang on a minute, thief. You've been caught. I have a covenant with God and everything that God said is going to pass. 
Everything he's told me is going to come to pass. I just need to get an agreement with him. And everything you've been trying to do with me and mess my life up has been getting me to look at the wrong thing. I've woken up now. I've stood up now. I I can see what's been going on now. You've been distracting me from the eyes of Jesus. Now I'm going to hold the hand of my father and I'm going to start getting inheritance. Oh, and by the way, you owe me seven times and I'm taking it from you. You see, devil, I'm going to start to become so expensive for you that every time you come and attack me, I'm going to tax you. This is the Scriptures. I'm going to come and tax you seven times. You took my money, I'm taking seven times from you. Come on, guys, you need need to believe this. This is the Word of God. I'm not here to try and flatter you. I'm not trying here to charismatically hype you up. I am here to remind you that you are sons and daughters of the King of Heaven and you have a set of rights called the Scriptures that give you access, that give you privilege, that give you power and authority. Come on. From the very beginning in the Garden of Eden, the enemy was trying to tell Eve something so that she would forget who she was. He used a suggestion, a distraction to rob her from her birthright. If you've been distracted, look, I've been distracted at times in my life. It's like, you know what? Okay, well, I messed up there. Cool. Grace and mercy come to me. Your mercy's new every morning. It's time to stand up. That's why the Bible says, David said of the Lord, because not because it was a good thing that he learned in Bible school or it was the right quote of the day or the meme on Facebook. David said, you are the lifter of my head. Because when I've been walking down and I'm walking around and my head's down and you know my countenance is hung low, You're the one that comes and encourages me and lifts me up and causes me to look up into your eyes again. Gets my eyes off the distraction. Gets my eyes off the negative consequences. You are the one that comes and puts life back into me where I feel like I've been stripped. You are the one that comes and gives me vision and puts purpose back in me where I felt like I lost and gave away my inheritance. Come on, somebody. There's destinies awaking in this room right now. Remember? You remember what God told you? You remember the things that He breathed on you? Do you remember how alive you felt where you looked in His eyes and He's like, you're my son, you're my daughter, and I've made you to be an evangelist. I've made you to be a pastor. I've made you to be a prophet. I'm going to use you as a missionary. You remember? Because that's who you are. This is who you are. It's not about all the other things. Come on. We, though we fall, though we sin, He is faithful and just. Come on, don't let the devil hold you down and keep you in a prison for the rest of your life because you messed up. It's time to put those things behind you. That's why Paul said, forgetting what is behind and pressing forward. I'm going to press on to the mark of my high call in God, in Christ Jesus. i got to forget what's behind the i got to stop looking at where I got, got off the trail or where I kind of got in fear or doubt or got into sin or I got tripped up or I got snagged or something happened to me and I lost my faith. I just need to forget that. Look, it's not a six-month track to get back on fire. It's right now. Just you making a decision. I'm going to cross the line. Awesome, God. Thank you. I messed up. I'm going to forget that now. Forgive me. Mercy, God. Mercy. Goodness. Your righteousness, not my own. Now I'm going to step into this thing. Come on. Come on, God's calling you tonight. You might, you might, 
You might have done church your whole life. You might be brand new. This might be your first time here. This might be your thousandth time here. I don't really care what the what your background is. What I care is, is that you're a son of God. You're a daughter of the King of Heaven. And you matter to the population of heaven because you looking into the eyes of Jesus is going to cause the kingdom to grow. Because when you look into His eyes, you're going to start to remember, oh yeah, oh yeah, I've got nothing to be afraid of. Oh yeah, sickness doesn't have authority over me. Oh yeah, that's right. All my needs are supplied through His riches and glory. It's not about all the stuff and the distraction anymore. Now it's about my King, my friend, my lover. We start to cross the line. Come on, is someone getting something tonight? I'm sorry I haven't got a Bible open, but I'm quoting scriptures. Jesus didn't have a Bible open up on the mount either. He was just quoting stuff. Is that all right? So I guess this is the message. And my other message is, whoop, out the door. I don't care. I'd rather have this. Because if one person crosses the line right now, we've made it. We've done good tonight. Jesus come and touched all of us. But you know what? I think we're all getting touched right now. Me too. I'm getting touched. You have a right to be healed. You have a right to have the devil kicked out of your house. You have a right to have all your provisions met. Come on. You have a right to come into perfect relationship with God. All those other things are a lie. Come on. See, sometimes we just need to make a decision. You know what? I've been playing with that one area in the world. I've been dabbling with that stuff that I know in my heart's not right. You know what? Just kill that thing tonight. Just make a decision. You know what change looks like? Change looks like a microsecond where you decide to be different. It's literally a decision. It's not an evolution. Darwin got it totally wrong and then he got saved at the end of his life. He's like, you know what? We didn't come from monkeys. I better get right before I get off this planet with the real true living God. Get up there to and apologize to him that he didn't start with monkeys. But change comes from You see, repentance has been totally misrepresented in the last few hundred years by the church. Repentance is not some groveling act where we get down and beg for God's mercy and forgiveness, although that's part of change. But it's not a groveling thing. It's actually, it's not coming before an angry judge. It's coming before your father in his living room and saying, God, I messed up. Please help me, Father. But change looks like this. Repentance is being messed up in what you're doing, like the woman at the well, and all of a sudden she meets a better way. And so she's busy thinking about going home to her new boyfriend and where they're going to go eat that night. And in the back of her mind, her other five husbands, and all of a sudden she meets the son of heaven. And she sees for the first time in her existence an alternative that makes sense. And she's like, yes. That's what repentance looks like. Repentance looks like you being addicted to that one sin, you've been habitually bound to that issue, that sin thing that you've that's messed you up, that bad habit, that bad lifestyle. And all of a sudden, you have a moment like this, like we're having tonight, and you see Jesus, and you feel His presence, and you just say, Jesus, I'm bound to this and part of me is addicted to this, but I see that you're the better thing and I want you. That's what repentance is. Repentance is just you recognizing that Jesus is what you want. And then from that place, you turn and you start moving towards Him. Does this make sense? It's not some sort of mental thing. It's just a decision. 
We need to make a decision tonight to cross the line from acting like slaves and prisoners over to sons and daughters. Come on. Do you not believe the Scripture that says that nothing can separate you from the love of God? Not height, nor depth, nor length, nor breadth. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. So why do you let things in your mind blockade you from intimacy with who He is? Sins of the past, things you messed up, things you got wrong, you tried to do right, but then you ended up doing the wrong thing. You've got to let that stuff go. Nothing can separate you from His love, from His goodness, from His mercy, from His grace, from His kindness, from His long-suffering. Come on. Someone getting something tonight. I know I'm a little passionate, but that's fine. You'll get over it. (laughs) I don't really care. This is something to get excited about. What do you expect? Me to sit down in the corner and whisper this stuff? No, this is is the King of Heaven we're talking about here. I love you, Jesus. You're awesome. You're kind. You're merciful. You're gracious. You're patient with me when I'm trying to do right, but I get it wrong. You're patient with me. You're gracious with me. Come on, receive His love. Receive His mercy. This is the fuel that causes you to make it. When you receive His love and His grace and His mercy, that's what causes you to make it. Because the second you cross over into religion, which is really you doing what you think you know to do with your head and trying to do all the actions on the outside. That's when you are going to crash. That's why you can only come to the Father through Jesus. You can't come to the Father by being good enough. You can't come to the Father by going to church. You can't come to the Father by singing worship songs. You can only come through intimacy with Jesus. This is the difference. See, there's chains breaking off right now while I'm talking. I can feel it. That's why I'm still going. It's like, wow, he's he's really going for it. Yeah, because your freedom's worth it. Your freedom is worth it because being in love with Jesus causes everything to shift. And it causes you before where you couldn't even look at yourself in the mirror while you were brushing your teeth with your toothpaste in the morning because you were so ashamed and dejected and you felt so ugly or you felt so bound with sin and so dark in your soul. You couldn't even look at yourself and you didn't like yourself. It takes you from that to being worthy and righteous and loved by the Father. Come on, somebody. This is awesome. I don't care if I look a little odd. I actually like it that way. (laughs) I just want to give everyone an opportunity right now because here's the thing. We're so well churched and we know how to put on the act and how to lift our hands and mouth, I love you, Jesus, but we don't really live it. Honestly, all pride and ego aside right now, if you need to get right with God, please come. Come right now, just come stand right here. If you know that you haven't been living in freedom, if you and it might not even be that you've been living in sin, if you know that you haven't been living in total freedom, just come stand here right now, just as an act before you and God. If what I've been saying tonight has been talking to you, I want you to come and get this with Him tonight. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus, right now. We give you ourselves. We give you our failures. Some of you need to come and give God your failures right now. I know we had a healing altar call. And you know what? You know what's happening right now? Now we're having a soul altar call. Because some of us need to get healed in our souls. Some of us need to get healed in our spirits. Come on, just give it to Him. Give Him everything. Give Him your future. Give Him your past. Give Him your sin. Give Him your habitual crap. Give Him all the stuff that's been messing you up. We give ourselves to you afresh tonight, Jesus. We yield our hearts to you. You're so awesome. 
<laughs> Jesus. Come on, let it go right now. Just give it to Him. See, the devil's tried to put identity on you. That was wrong. He's tried to call you by the name of the sin that binds you the most. That's why I hate it when the church calls people in the homosexual community gay. Because they're not gay, they're a prodigal that needs to meet the Father. They're not the name of their sin. You are not the name of your sin. You are not a pervert. You are not a psycho. You're not, you're not a hater. Come on. You're a son, you're a daughter that just needs the love of God to come and blast you and set you free. This is truth that we're talking about tonight. We all need it. I need it myself. I'm no better than anybody here just because I'm holding the mic. I'm not on another level. I'm just a son like you. People often think, oh, you know, pastors. And you know what? Yeah, hopefully if someone's holding a microphone at the front of a church, they're walking good with God. That's awesome. But they have no greater value as far as being a son than you do or a daughter. We're all the Father's children. You're beautiful, Jesus. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. We just give our hearts to you afresh right now. God, we, we, we are sorry for whatever the area in our life that we've been entertaining that's not okay with you. We're, we're sorry for that. We see that being in love with you is the better thing. We just reach into our hearts right now and we just let those things go. Those sins, those things that have bound us, we just let those things go right now. We lay them at your feet, Jesus. Those, those habitual sins, those things that have bound down and consumed our minds, we let those things go right now. In the name of Jesus, we give them to you and we thank you for your mercy right now, pouring out over every single person here in this room. Your forgiveness. Now I want to say this. You are giving God tonight the things that the devil has tormented you about the most. Now listen to me. Never let the devil talk to you about them again. They are in the hands of God now, which means when He comes and wants to talk about it, you have to say, I'm sorry, but that person doesn't live anymore. You need to go to the court of heaven and talk about that because I'm the wrong person you're talking to. Don't you dare come and try and remind me. That's not who I am. God Himself looks at me and He can't even see it. So why are we having this conversation? Do you see what I'm saying? He's tricked us and we need to, get, we need to actually take authority. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Father, that your Spirit is just pouring out fresh over every person here. You're renewing us tonight. You're breathing on us tonight. You are refreshing us tonight. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for freedom tonight. Thank you that repentance isn't some hideous religious act, but it is a new way of seeing things. That's why Jesus, He was like, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that became like a religious statement. All that means is, hey guys, it's now time to look at everything differently because heaven is coming. Heaven is now right in front of you. You guys need to stop thinking about all the scribes and the Pharisees and you need to start thinking about the Father now. And I'm the way there. That's what He was saying. And isn't it funny how even now, with all this knowledge about what Jesus did, we still try and build temples in our minds. We try and get away to the Father. And you know what? Freedom doesn't come that way. It just comes by looking in His eyes. When I look in your eyes, Jesus, all the stuff falls off. (laughs) He 
there's tangible love in this room right now. It's not coming because of whatever I'm saying. It's coming because Jesus Himself is in this place and He's here to meet with you. Freedom is yours tonight. Freedom is mine. We love you, Jesus. You are beautiful. You are worthy of us just pouring our hearts out in love and worship to you. What you've done changed everything. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Help us. Help every person in this room. Help us to see us the way you see us. You don't see sinners. You don't see rejects. You don't see orphans. You don't see people trying to hide in church so no one sees them because they're ashamed to even talk to anyone else. You see your beautiful son. You see a beautiful daughter. Help us to get it where we see us the way you see us. (laughs) Oh, I love this. You're awesome, God. love you, Jesus. We love you. We worship you. We thank you for tonight. We thank you that you met us here tonight. That we will remember tonight as a night where change took place, where burdens came off, where sicknesses left, where minds were changed, hearts were healed. In Jesus' name. We love you, God. Thank you, God, for tonight. Jesus, thank you. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would seal every heart in this room. Seal every heart that the enemy wouldn't come and try and undermine and steal. Seal every heart that as we go into our week and we move forward in in, in this next month and even this next year, that you would seal this freedom these healings over us. That nothing would steal this from us. That you would burn identity into us. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus.